So on the next generation, despite the title, absolutely zero people are massacred via chainsaw in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in the movie, Leatherface runs around with a chainsaw and only kind of like points it at people, and then they usually knock Leatherface out of the way as he's screaming like <laughs> a as a woman, basically. So I gotta rewatch that. <gasps> That's gonna it's probably gonna ruin it for <clears throat> me when I rewatch it. <clears throat> when asked about this movie, Renee Zellweger said it was dangerous. I don't know if any of it was legal. It, it was a great workout running from a guy with a live chainsaw is excellent motivation. It was a lot of fun. It was my first role. Really I couldn't believe that somebody was going to trust me with that. Uh that somebody was going to take the chance on me. I was really grateful. I had no shame about that movie. But despite her saying all that shit uh, when it was uh, rumored that uh, it's been rumored that her and McConaughey both sued to have their names and likenesses removed from the most recent collector's edition Blu-ray uh. Uh, released by Scream Factory because they don't want to have their name on that piece of shit anymore. So, well. <laughs> are, are you? No one pulled the chain off the chainsaw. Uh, according to them, no, they didn't. You think you'd have a standing <laughs> chainsaw? Here's the one with the blade, or here's the one with the chain, and here's the one without a chain, like. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking on the film that movie, per- be perfectly honest. It was as low budget as possible. When you see the house that they're in, it looks like they went to somebody's tra- trashy trailer and recorded it inside of that. I mean, that's the, <laughs> the extent of the props. Oh. Uh, it's going to be uh, horrible watching this. Uh, Matthew McConaughey had just graduated college and planned on moving to California when he auditioned for the role. He read for the part of the young motorcyclist uh, who rescues Jenny at the end and rides off with her into the sunset, a role that was eventually eliminated. Uh, before he left, writer-producer-director Kim Hinkle asked if he knew of anyone who might be right for the role of villain, Vilmer. McConaughey suggested two friends from acting class and left. He was about to get in his truck and drive to California when he stopped and realized what was I thinking. He immediately turned around and asked Hinkle, hey, can I uh, audition for Vilmer? Uh, Hinkle gave him the spoon from the kitchen, told him to pretend it's a knife, and, and tasked him with scaring his secretary. Then in the middle of the audition, he told him to pretend his mechanical leg was malfunctioning. McConaughey was so convincing that he won the role of Vilmer on the spot. Oh, my God. And that's the goofiest part of the movie because literally that's how Renee Zellweger gets away from. She grabs like a remote control off of his, off of his like little belt that he has. Cause he has 15 cause they're all running out of batteries all the time. And she just presses a bunch of buttons and he's sitting there and he's like kicking his legs around cause he's supposed to be malfunctioning or whatever. His cell it's, phone, cell phones don't yeah. have great batteries. What the fuck? <laughs> like who <laughs> thought of that? <laughs> it's it's low budget all the way around man it's uh it's it's definitely the i mean despite all the problems with 3d it's 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 worse in a lot of ways like even i mean just across the board um mcconaughey actually says his dazed and confused catchphrase in this movie he walks i remember that because i was watching for it there's a scene where they're all gathered around the uh, the table and he just you know and he's got like renee zellweger tied at one end and he just walks in and he's like all right all right all right and i'm like no. there you go <laughs> he does he says it <laughs> oh man you're this my my idea of watching this is, is getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> I don't, it's like, I don't want to revisit it. Cause I want to have like the member berries. <laughs> uh, McConaughey and Zellweger came to fame two years later with a time to kill and Jerry Maguire respectively both shared the same talent agency when Sony who owned the vo- movies, uh, distribution, uh, uh, rights was preparing to re- re-release it, highlighting the pair, uh, their agent threatened a lawsuit against the studio, claiming their clients were being unfairly exploited. The agency also said if Sony released the movie on the backs of their names, neither would appear in future Sony releases. Wow. So the film was eventually given a brief limited theatrical release in 1997, even though it was made, you know, before, you know, quite a bit before that. That's pretty bad. <laughs> When you're made, you they got lucky because they got these two people that just blew up and became great actors. Well, um, Zellweger, you can debate, yeah, but like McConaughey's legit. And then you get like, and then they get super famous. Then you're just like, oh shit, now we're gonna get some money off this. And the company's like, the fuck you are, hold your horses. <laughs> yeah, do you think, don't ruin this for us. <laughs> do you think that if that happened to you, you would be embarrassed of the first film? You would think that'd be like, yeah, you know, it's an, it, it didn't do well. This gonna, it's all always a hit or miss sometimes with but some of these films it's not that but as, as an actor all you guys say is like i didn't direct this piece of shit 
They paid me to be an actor, and that's, <laughs> that's what I true. did. Yeah, I did a job, and, and I've grown since then, and I'm a different person now. And to be fair, they are both the best actors in the movie. Like, I mean, straight up, I mean, their scenes are the best, even if they are stupid as fuck. I mean, they they do a good job acting in it. So it's like they can't, there's no reason for either one to be embarrassed because McConaughey's leaning heavily into the camp, but that's what the character is supposed to be. Yeah. And then Zellweger's like, she's a decent final girl. Like, I don't know why they're super embarrassed by it but whatever i mean it is what it is yeah i never understood that when i see actors walking back movies it is like you're an actor you you audition for a role regardless of what it is you went there you did the job they paid you you're not doing the editing you're not doing the directing you're not doing any of that that's not on you don't and don't. as far as i know they're green peas during this it's like yeah matthew mcconaughey just got out of college are we not allowed to grow yeah, they're, I mean, they obviously got better with their craft over the years. I mean, you can look back and be embarrassed, I guess. But yeah. you admit, well, I, I obviously moved on from that, at this least. This is where I, I mean, came from, and this is where I am now. Renee Zellweger, <laughs> you didn't move too far off the grid, but just saying. <laughs> all you, you got to do is like, hey, look at the rest of the fucks in the movie. How'd they do? <laughs> You've not heard of most of them since then. So. Well, there you go. Speaks volumes. <laughs> Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake, uh, after learning about the remake, Andrew Bernarski, uh, Leatherface went up to producer Michael Bay at a Christmas party and personally asked him for the role, uh, to prepare for his role as Leatherface. Bernarski ate a diet of brisket and white bread in order to get his weight to nearly 300 pounds. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. He should have he, he went all method and the brisket should have been people, but you know, I don't remember you know, him being like do. super fat in that movie. Well, he's a tall, tall dude as well. Yeah, he is. Like so six he, four, he, six five. Three hundred right? pounds. Three hundred pounds on somebody who's. I mean, I'm. I'm around that weight, and I mean, I'm not like you know nowhere near as fat as I was like at four hundred. So I mean, you can carry the weight a little bit better if you're you know a little bit taller that way. Um, I don't know. He, I don't. It's kind of crazy. Uh, during the scene in the van with Arlie Ermy and Jonathan Tucker, who played Morgan, Tucker forced the gun down his throat in order to make himself vomit every take. If you watch carefully, you can see him spit the vomit out of his mouth in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> On his final day of shooting, Eric Balfour stripped down <laughs> through his wardrobe back to the crew and walked off the set only wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't Where know was he wearing just... the baseball cap? Well, there you go. Like, where was he? Where, but, but just the thought of this guy's like, "Fuck you all, peace out, I'm done," and he just he strips nude and walks away. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Erica Learson screamed so loudly during screen test that people in other parts of the building called the police to report that a woman was being attacked. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Pearl, cinematographer of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, reprised the position, his position for this movie. He got there by convincing uh, Marcus Nispel, his frequent collaborator on many music videos, to direct. Uh, Nispel's offered the movie but wanted to make his American debut an original movie, telling uh, Pearl that remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a blasphemy and a sure failure. Pearl then told Nispel that the, this was the reason he should accept the offer and hire him as a center for cinematographer so that Pearl could make the same movie twice, only uh, once at the beginning of his career and once at the end. And uh, Nispel then agreed. So, wow. I mean, they got the same cinematographer. So, I mean, I, maybe that's why it's a decent remake because they got this, you know, same kind of concept there at least. Uh, Lauren German, who played the hitchhiker, you know, lady at the beginning of the movie, uh, originally auditioned for the role of Aaron, the final girl. Uh, also, Kirsten Dunst, Katie Holmes, and Jessica Alba were considered to play Aaron. Now, wow. let's break this down. What do you all think about those people in place of uh, Can Katie Holmes just go away? Is that too much? <laughs> she to was ask all for? right in disturbed behavior, okay? She was okay in that movie. And but what else? That, yes. What else? <laughs> Uh, other than disturbing behavior, nothing. So, yeah, she can go away. Uh, yeah, Kirsten just... Dunst, I don't feel like she's a great actress either. I mean, Kirsten Dunst in a dramatic role. I mean, have you guys seen her in The Virgin Suicides? Did you see her in Spider-Man? She sucked. 
fucking train wreck. Yeah, Spider Man's was... like not a dr- drama though. Yeah, but there's she three was of them. To be and she couldn't dramatically. Yeah. yeah, she had three chances to do a good job. She sucked in every fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Jessica Alba because like literally the only movie that I felt like she did a decent job in was uh, Idle Hands, and that's because she, uh, you know, plays her uh, looks up in that movie, and that's what about the only thing that she are contributes. You talking about Jessica Alba. <laughs> That one only? What about Sin City? Well, no, wait a minute. Sin City. I forget about Sin City. Okay. Yes, she did a good job in that one. Amazing job. Some would say it was her best performance. Yeah. She actually had some drama. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you didn't like that movie? She actually she I had actually, dramatic chops in that movie. Um, So Sin City is probably the coolest looking film with awesome acting and probably cool storyline that I could not get into for some reason. And I cannot explain it to you. And I have tried, I have tried very hard. That storyline with her and Bruce Willis was hella good. Yeah, it is. It's it's tragic. And yeah, I'm not disagreeing at all. So this is why I can't explain it to you. I don't know what it is. Um, Something about that film kind of just gets under my skin that it's just weird. I can't, I don't know. Uh, the second one sucked when they tried to use Josh Brolin to fill in Bruce Willis's yeah. character. That was not yeah. Bruce that Willis's. Did suck quite a bit. Who was it? It was um, not Bruce Willis's character. Who did he? Who was the guy that was working with all the hookers? Oh man, I forgot his name. I, Clive Owen. Yeah, Josh yeah, Brolin Owen, was the yeah. yeah. It was he. He was pre-operation, and that was a stretch. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Anyways, um, I don't think Jessica Alba would have fit in this role at the time. She was not doing any anything dramatic at mm-hmm. all. I just don't see her. Lauren German might have actually played a better, you know, final girl. I'm kind of curious what her age was. Is uh, Natalie Portman? Um, I think she might have been able to pull that off. Uh, that was around the time that they were doing the prequels. So, yeah, she could have. But horror? She wouldn't have done it. No way. She'd be like, fuck that. I don't touch that shit. Are you forgetting Black Swan? Are you are you, you didn't that like forgetting that? now? Oh, dude, you didn't like Black Swan? No, he is. He oh. is. He is. Oh, my God. He I know, is. but that wasn't like a, a slasher movie. He's trying to explain to me why he, oh. like, have I not seen that movie? Because that would help yeah. her. Black Swan was hella good. I don't think yeah, I've given Black Swan uh, the credit it is due, according to you guys. It is something that I need to rewatch. Oh, man. That's I a, just never. That was an awesome movie. Yeah, oh, it's also. Uh, Annihilation. Also... She does a great job in that movie, too. Which one? Annihilation. It was that most recent um, cosmic horror movie yeah, that came yeah. out that was like a sci-fi based thing. She's, she's good in that movie. That storyline was hard to follow. Was, it was, I, it's, but I mean, as far as the horror and oh, yeah. her being able to interact with it, she was good. Yeah, I know, thought she did a good job with do it. Do we know how Lauren German got as picked as a hitchhiker versus a final girl? It doesn't mention the reason why she... Well, I they mean, clearly wanted a bigger to, star for the final girl. I obviously. think they wanted one that could, at the time, that had a better you know, body that would stand out more. On yeah, the, you know, and that was definitely just, uh, Jessica Biel. One hundred percent. I mean, that, the girl was pretty stacked. She, she filled those jeans out well, so she did, and uh, <laughs> she is still a wife that will get cheated on. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yes, even Jessica Bill gets cheated on. Everybody. Well, that's true. Uh, Aaron's last name was supposed to be Hardesty, the same last name as the lead character Sally from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but oh. they don't really. I don't think they ever mention it in the movie. Uh, Gunnar Hansen was asked to play the role of the trucker at the end of the film, but you know, that didn't, that fell through. That would have been interesting if he had played yeah, that character. That would have been cool. Would he have ran uh, as good? <laughs> and would he still be running older, to this day? In uh, 2002, Marilyn Manson was announced as the composer for this project. He later had to bow out due to conflicting schedules. That would have been interesting, odd. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our favorite film critic, Roger Ebert, gave the film a zero ratings. Uh, uh, hated it. Out. Why can't that guy just go away? Holy hated shit, it. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> it was it was 3D. That's the one year with the uh, Double D Dario. I know, but that guy. No, no, is... he gave a zero to the, the remake. Oh, yeah. to the remake? Oh, fuck you. Yeah. 
The, you know what Roger Ebert is? He's the remnants of the boomer con generation, big time. Like hardcore. Like I don't know if that guy understands what movies are designed to do. Not all movies are designed to be amazing pieces of art, and he has a very and not all funny. movies are designed to be like you know uh, family entertainment either. I mean, yeah. they're supposed to you know. You know, would be hilarious is Robert is him giving reviews on pornos. Oh my god! <laughs> somebody, I bet you somebody could cut something. Oh, that would be fucking yeah, oh hilarious. Yeah, they could definitely deep fake the shit out of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first on Death Holler. I, I, I this movie hilarious. two thumbs up. <laughs> the butthole up their butt. Yeah. <laughs> one up the butt, one up the front. That would be hilarious. Just, just like Buck, I like to go up the Hershey Highway. Oh yeah. would, would it be to deep fake him and then have him showing clips of the movies that he reviewed? Yeah, as he's watching it. Just oh, kind of I really like her. this scene. I think she put her all in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> or he put his all in. Oh, fuck. Uh, trivia about Texas Chainsaw 3D. A draft of the script had Leatherface's name being uh, Jebediah Sawyer. However, this was later changed to Jedediah Sawyer in the 2003 remake. Jedediah is the name of the young uh, member of the Hewitt family, the little kid that, you know, actually turns against them. What the fuck is this? The Utah fucking Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> I guess. Jedediah, Jebediah. <laughs> Brother Jebediah. Uh, in the opening scene, Bill Mosley portrays Chop Top, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre portrays Drayton. Um, John Dugan, uh, who played Grandpa, reprises his role in the opening scenes of the film. So I guess he played Grandpa again in that. That's cool. Okay. Uh, Mar- Marilyn Burns, who played Sally Hardesty, as we said, played you know uh, uh, Berna Carson in this one. Uh, in one scene where Heather is exploring throughout the house, she looks through a closet that is Marilyn Burns' Sally Hardesty Enright costume from the original film. That's kind of a neat throwback. What? I did not notice that. Uh, I didn't either, but that's what it says. So, uh, Gunnar Hansen, who portrayed Leatherface, uh, portrays a relative boss Sawyer in the beginning of the film. Um Awesome. Uh, in interviews, Hanson has said that he has been approached before, but has never been offered a salary that would entice him to return. And that was a repeated problem. Like they every they they wanted him for part two, and then they they told him they's like he said, okay, what do I get paid? And they said, we'll give you uh, eight hundred dollars. Whatever it is, going going <laughs> rate plus uh, plus ten percent. And he said, I think I should be you know worth a little bit more than that. And then they came back and they said, okay, here's, here's our other offer. And they just, they took the 10% away and he's like, oh, God. Well, all right, well then if you don't want me around, then fuck you. Uh, they did the same fucking thing for part three. He was supposed to come back for part three, play Leatherface. And they're like, uh, here's what we can offer you. And it's like, you can't do any better than that. And they're like, no, fuck you. If you don't like it, go away. So they repeatedly just kicked him to the curb. I don't know why I thought he did pretty good Leatherface, but, um, uh, 3D has the distinction of featuring a total of three different actors portraying Leatherface. You have Gunnar Hansen as one from the archive footage at the beginning of it. You have Sam McKenzie as young Leatherface, and then you have Dan Yeager as the main one in the movie. And uh, Dan Yeager is, as of, the, uh, of that film, the tallest Leatherface at six foot six. Jesus. Holy fuck. Fucking beast. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Originally, a plan for a new trilogy was pitched. The films would be released out of chronological order with the second film coming out first and being set almost entirely in a hospital. The next film would be a prequel explaining the events that led up to the hospital scenario, and the third film would complete that storyline. Fearing it was too ambitious and risky, the producers opted for a follow-up to the original instead. I don't know, like what these people think it's like we're going like okay let's do this weird like time jumpy thing like do they think audiences yeah. are going to be able to figure that out so dumb um although she had a rule against appearing nude and this oh this makes me so mad she had uh, the dario had a rule against appearing nude in films however the scene where she's tied up and has her shirt ripped open uh uh, almost completely topless, the filmmakers decided not to. Uh, she offered to let them film her completely nude, and they said that it would they no thank you, it'd be too gratuitous. Yeah, what type of movie do you think this is? What kind of rating were they going for? They got an uh, R rated. Like, what are we even the talking about? Rating the dipshit ratings. What they were going for? <laughs> I mean, you you had her side boob there, and it looked glorious. I can't imagine that <laughs> the the full thing wouldn't look better. 
I, I, I don't get that. Like, yeah, I'm going to show my titties in this horror movie where we're just slashing people up. No, no, no. That's a little too much for what we're doing. For anybody in the audience, male or female, that would prefer to actually see her in the, you know, in the nude, she actually does appear fully nude for the first time in an episode of True Detective, which also stars Matthew McConaughey. That's so an you go. awesome That's series. Lane. Was it in the first one? Uh, yeah, yeah, the 2014 one. What character does she play? I'm trying to think. Of... I don't know, but I need to go back and rewatch it now. That, so, that, dude, True Detectives, <laughs> the one with um, what's his face, uh, Vince Vaughn, kind of sucked, where he's like kind yeah. of working with the mafia. But the like the other two, they're a hell of good man. Oh yeah, I love both those. The first and the third season, they're great. Yeah, you, I don't know if you ever saw that one with Kevin Hart. They did it. They did kind of off the same type of cuff. It was Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. It's on Netflix. It's uh, uh, never some, saw that. Yeah, it just came out. It's something detective, but it's it basically operates in the same type of um, plot story w- with the characters. It's hella good. I'll, I'll try to check that out sometime if I can get around to it. Um, so both Daddario and Trey Songs admitted to not having seen the original film prior to the production of this film. Uh-oh. The only films in the series that Songs <laughs> had seen before were the remake and its prequel to Texas Chainsaw: The Beginning. Uh, you know, it usually helps if you're going to do a pseudo remake of a movie to kind of watch the original. I just throwing that out there, you know, for anybody that might be listening that cares. Um, in an interview with Collider, Daddario said she didn't want to say the line, do your thing, cuz, because she felt it was too silly. Then the producer told her the entire movie is supposed to be silly, so she ended up saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking producers. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious what the director's uh, take was about that. There's no uh, way the director he, could be like, hey, 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 this is a silly movie, but not that silly. Well, who is the fucking idiot that's like, oh, this is a silly movie, but please, please keep your top on for the kids. Well, it's, it's like pr- producers what? are idiots. They're they're not artists in any fashion. I hate when they try to get involved in that shit. Just get the it, money to front the project and get the fuck out of the way. Here's the thing. I don't mind a bad B movie if it leans into all the bad stuff or, you know, the goofiness that goes along with it. But if you try to play it straight and then you got a bunch of stupid shit in the movie, that's when it gets bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, time for the Death Holler Awards for this one. Uh, Final Girl rating. I mean, you can, if you want to lump in, you know, any of the ones from the, if you want to from the other movies, but I'm just going with Stretch because she's a pretty good Final Girl, in my opinion. I mean, she does at least get vengeance against Chop Top, if nothing else. I know that Lefty kind of steals her thunder and takes out most of the Sawyers in this one, but. I'm trying to think. We're talking about the, best side character, right? No, uh, no, the oh. final girl. Oh, rating. final girl. Oh, fucking. There's only there's only one final girl. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to throw in from any of the other movies, I would you consider Daddario a final girl, by the way, because she's kind of in with the bad guys. Yeah, so. I, and I I don't get how he makes the jump that since she's blood, it's automatically we're on the same team now. That like I can't. I'm your cousin. Yeah. I, well, they're they're supposed to be. I mean, it's a stupid movie. There's no reason to think about this. You'll get the, you know uh, an aneurysm. But <laughs> I think they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be insinuating that like anybody who's like a Sawyer can basically he he's their bitch. So that's you know. what it seems like. Yeah, he'll protect yeah. you. Um, well, he's not a watchdog. Yeah, as he almost chainsawed fucking um the dude's head off and hit the fucking metal plate in his head. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> Like, what are we talking about now? <laughs> um, but is there any other final girls from any of the other movies? Like, no, I mean, the jockey like we girl talked about the remake in the first one, but yeah, that jockey girl was badass. I think she, she, it was a good, good, strong character that fucking fought back, held her own, was, was interested in finding out the truth and all that shit. Yeah. A lot of vagina I mean, was a good, um, you know, a lot of vagina, uh, a lot of, you know, she was, she was a good final girl, especially for the eighties. And she kind of ticked. Mean, she kind of ticked the boxes. She, I mean, obviously, well, she wasn't a virgin. If she kind of no, she was probably fast and loose. 
Yeah, but I mean, she it didn't cause her to die. Well, I like the fact that she played into to manipulating the fucking. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, like she, she she was an expert manipulator because she had LG wrapped around her finger too. So you got to remember <laughs> she was working <laughs> several guys in that movie. Oh God! Yeah. Someone's got to pay this goddamn rent <laughs> on this shithole. <laughs> um. See, I I watch more movies, but like the the final girl that's in three. I mean, she's. I mean, she gets more kills than Stretch does, but at the same time, she's kind of a, a non-existent character for most of it. She's not got the personality of Stretch, so she sucks that way. And then Renee Zellweger literally just yeah, runs around yeah. a bunch and then tells Leatherface to shut up and stop and be quiet, and that's all she does in the entire movie. Well, other than listening to rants about the Illuminati, but you know, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's about it. I think Stretch did a good job. Just her character, the whole movie was strong. She was trying to always fight, fight, fight to get out. And then at the very end, she just fucking takes out one of the bad guys. I mean, yes. let's put it this way: there's no, there's really no other final girls worth mentioning at this point. And we're not going to mention the final yeah. girl from 2022 because a, I don't even know if that was a girl. I mean, I hate <laughs> to be that way, but that was very transgender. Secondly, the stupid bitch, uh, you know, like, oh, I just witnessed the school shooting. I don't want to pick up a gun. Oh, guns kill Leatherface. Well, give me a gun. Like, and then is that like, how that works? Because she shot a gun. Yeah. Is that how guns work? They work as protection. Yeah, they sure <laughs> in the fuck do. It's amazing how I that mean, operates. Fuck that final girl. So like she's she's right out. So yeah, that was uh, that's so hard um, when they play that trope. Then then all of a sudden she realizes guns have a a, a position to use. It's like yeah, no shit. <laughs> I actually, if I was comparing her, I mean she. I, I think she'd be better than the remake, um, personally, just because I feel like she has more, she does more throughout the movie to kind of try to, you know, like Noah was saying, to kind of get like justice against these people than what, like, I mean, literally Aaron's just running around most of the movie just like Sally was, except she does have a little bit more, you know, she has some kills at the end of the movie. So. You know what, though? If you view the 2022 one from the lens as though all these pieces of shit are showing up, and they're telling everybody how bad they are out the gate. I, I kind of see how Leatherface is justified in massacring all these fucks. Uh, well, see, that's the some people try to make the argument for that movie, saying that you should you should actually enjoy the movie because that's what the whole point of the movie is: is that he's killing these Gen Z idiots, <laughs> and, you know, that are like up their ass. And they're not wrong in that, but like you have to put up with those Gen Z idiots yes. until he kills them. So and it's unbearable as fuck. It's unbearable. Yes, Ali. <laughs> Um, all right, killer rating. Now, technically, Leatherface is our killer, but Chop Top, I mean, I, I know he, I mean, he at least, I mean, doesn't technically kill LG, but he, he brings gets a him lot most of the way there. Yeah, he brings a lot to the table. Um, he does. His I character don't... is awesome. If you remove his character from Grandpa. that movie, <laughs> if you remove, if you remove his character from that movie, it creates a giant void. The movie doesn't. Really oh, 100%. I'm, I'm not even arguing that I, I love Chop Top. I'm just saying as far as like a killer goes, I mean, is it still Leatherface? Because he's, you know, who he is. I mean, because yeah, technically he didn't. is arguing for Grandpa. Grandpa almost gets killed in this movie. So kudos well, well, to Grandpa. Technically, LG didn't kill anybody. He just, he hammered a dude and cut his face and, and his face got cut off. He didn't technically die so much in the hammering, just like the after effect of it. So he's not really a killer, but goddamn, his character's strong in the movie. Why are you looking at me like that? You don't know a good movie. <laughs> I swear to God. I know. You what hate I, this movie. I know what I don't like, and I married you, so. Wow. That means I like you. Oh, this wow. movie starts out so fucking strong. With the dude getting his head cut off and the that passenger was, yes. doesn't even know. It's set up for a, a good movie for And sure. it just kept that pace the whole movie. I wouldn't say it kept the pace. He it fed a, a bunch pace. of morons out of chili cook-off fucking human chili. I know. I wonder how they That's died. True. I wonder who was that involved with those epic. deaths. You know how good of a move that is? That's an awesome. And he didn't even have to pay for the meat. I know. I wonder how. I, like, and I, he made a ton of money. Yes, he did. I, I yeah. pointed that out. Drayton doesn't kill anybody, so he's obviously not going to get a killer rating. He just does the cooking for yeah. you know, the family. And he, so. and he says it, too, in the film. He's like, I'm not much into the killing, you know, straight up. 
What do you yeah, get? He leaves that to Chop Top Leatherface. He gets he gets uh, Top Chef is what he gets. Top Chef. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He gets Iron Chef is what he gets. Oh my God. But I guess for straight up kills, I, I guess it would be Leatherface because he technically gets the kills in the yeah. movie and Chop Top. You know. I just I just yeah I'm not. Chop Top's that. He's that a torturer. Awesome, he's that awesome sidekick that could almost be the main character, is what he is. Almost. Like when you watch a movie and you have a main character, but the side character is so fucking good. So close. That if Always you the bridesmaid, him, but never the bride. The movie. <laughs> uh, best kill. Um, I've already said it. I, I, it's from to me. It's three D. Just watching that mayor get chewed up in that machine. But if I'm picking from part two. I do love the fact of Drayton Sawyer like getting blown up because he's just got his asshole <laughs> saw, sawed up. He's sitting there rambling a bunch of nonsense shit. Uh, Lefty's fighting above him in a duel with with Leatherface, and then because he knocks Leatherface's uh, chainsaw down, it saws again in the Drayton. And Drayton's like, all right, and then drops the pen and blows them all up. So I, you know, I I, I fucking love Drayton in this movie. <laughs> Those two, he just keeps going on about his sawed asshole like the whole entire time. Between him and and Chop Top, like both those characters really push this movie over the finish line easily. I I don't get what how, was, how you don't like it. I do not like Chop Top specifically, and I I personally thought why because he's too creepy. It's not that he's too creepy because you need creepy in the film. He was very annoying. His voice kind that, of sounded like. But that was his character. Him and Drayton's characters were to be those fucking, like, chatty Cathy fucks. I think that um, Nebens was a more effective, creepy. He also had a weird voice, but he it wasn't it wasn't too annoying. It was just enough to kind of, like, I would me say almost out. Nubbins was better in the second one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that Chop Top had the same acting chops as Nubbins in the second one. Uh, I did not <clears throat> like Chop Top at all. I think, I guess, if, like I said, for the 80s, he was an effective 80s character of sorts. And I, I feel like there were scenes that were not scripted at all, and it showed in a bad way, where it was like they were just bantering him and, and Drayton were bantering after each other, and it was like they ran out of things to say, so it kind of got mm, redundant a little bit. Uh, to me, that felt realistic. Like, if you were two buddies sitting around talking yeah. shit, just, and then you crank up the psychotic level to 11, I, I imagine I it'd be something along those lines. I don't know if this will blow your mind, Urena, but uh, the the actor Jim that played uh, Drayton in, in both movies said that actually in the first movie they improvised a lot of their lines in that too because Hooper uh, just, you know, Didn't he have, yeah. be more natural. No, that makes sense. And, you know, in there, it did start with the girls screaming. It kind of got annoying. It was, again, also a teeny tiny bit redundant. Not as much in the second film. I guess it started to feel like same shit, different day in those scenes to me. So again, I don't know. I had no issue with Drayton. I like Drayton's character. Uh, clearly Leatherface had a little bit more going on in terms of how he was, you know, um, <laughs> show motion, I guess you could see a little bit more of that coming through. Licking them lips. Mm, yeah. God damn. And it was funny. It was funny, <laughs> funnier. I just could not get into chop tops character. I did. He was useless to me. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there. Have you watched house of a thousand corpses? Which there's only one, or there, no? There's two, isn't there? No, I, no there's there's House of a Thousand Corpses, and there's Devil's Rejects, and then there's Three from Hell. They're okay. all no, I haven't. I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched any Rob Zombie films. You haven't okay, watched the so house. Yeah, you've watched the House when, of a Thousand Corpses. I don't think when, I have, babe. Maybe you your watch other house of a girlfriend. When you watch House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, Bill Mosley's character in that is almost a direct ripoff of Chop Top. Like, he's just playing a more Charles Manson yes. version yeah. of Chop they Top. Cut out copy of that guy. Yeah, so uh, well, I'm sure same, you're going same, to make me watch that. the same voice. House same of voice. a Thousand Corpses, what, what, what season is that going to go in? It can almost go well, on this technically, one. Technically, it could go on this one, but yeah. it could also go on human horror. So Okay. So he's such a fucking psychopath in that movie too. Holy shit. I, and I know we're going to, cause we're going to review Rob zombie film. So 
it's going to happen. Yeah, Anyways, but I, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you don't like Chop Top, you're not going to like his character in House of a Thousand there's, Corpses. There's other characters the, I've seen in horror films that resemble Chop Top, and I didn't like them either. So <laughs> like we're gonna what? and we're gonna come across that. I can't think off the top of my head. I said, like I'm saying, we're gonna come across that. I'm gonna remember it, and we'll probably discuss it. <laughs> That that character in a ca- House of a Thousand Corpses, those fucking cheerleaders, is like holy shit. <laughs> what is going yeah, on in our house downstairs? You got some demons brewing. The fucking devil, the devil dogs right now. <laughs> uh, best scream. Uh, it has to be stretched. I mean, she does nothing no, but scream for most of the movie. So yeah, man, dude, the longest screams. Or just the longest length of screaming, not in one single scream, but just constant screaming. It's like, okay. But then again, how would I be in that situation? You know? It could be very um, realistic. Worst scream, I, I just, I, I didn't really have one. I just picked uh, the final girl from Texas Chainsaw 3, Michelle. Like, she, hers is okay. It's just, yeah. it's, it's. Yeah, it's not the best. It's just in the middle somewhere. And I don't know. Renee Zellweger's actually got a decent scream in hers, and she does it a bunch, but she just runs around in circles and does stupid shit. And yeah. Hers. I'm um, going to say best scream is Leatherface in the new generation. <laughs> Shut up. Well, that's probably not wrong, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you, as sad as that is. Uh, best side character. That's hard because I feel like the, the best characters in this movie are all kind of main characters. Yeah. Part two. They're all critical parts of it. <laughs> um, Grandpa. I, if I had to pick, well, if, if Grandpa's a main character, then, but I mean, I, I will allow you that. I mean, if I'm picking from like the people who's actually in the movie, it would be, uh, it'd probably be lefty personally, but yeah. he's technically a, a protagonist. So, uh, if I had to pick a true side character, it'd be that goofy old man that's getting off while he's watching Lefty work that long. Yeah, so. <laughs> I would say LG was pretty good, a little side character, and then yeah, he had LG a horrible fucking ending. Yeah, that was rough. I was thinking LG, but I was like, it, can he be considered a side? He kind of was. I mean, yeah. yeah, he was a side character. He was for getting sure. coffee. He was a side piece yeah. for uh, he, he, for her. So then he then he went to go get coffee. That automatically puts him in the criteria of side character. Yeah. So, yeah, LG's a pretty good one. He's not a bad pig. Yeah, and he fucking practically um, came back from the dead to fucking save her. That is, man. Give me my face back. That, that's, a, that's a friend zone right there. That's a, that's a dude that knows his role. I mean. <laughs> he sh- she should have just sat on his face, like, for one last, you know? His face was you, nice you and mean the one that was Take the one that was on her face off and just sit on it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that, too. That would have been horrible if he did. He's like, sit on my face. And she's like, okay. Just plops his face right down there. Oh, like, oh. Actually, that movie would have, that was per, that would have perfectly worked in that movie. They it would have. That. Yeah. Do me one last um, thing. Sit on my face. Okay. And then he's watching her do that, but that's not what he wanted. Yeah. I, in that moment, he probably did. Cause I imagine if she sat on his face and the condition it was in, oof. A little prickly. No, just like giant open wounds. Yeah, just, they they didn't go, they didn't go full you know full bear back then really. So <sighs> that that would have definitely pricked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um. Otherwise, I'm gonna give it to Darla from Texas Chainsaw Next Generation because she shows her tits and they're not bad. So they go, some, go Darla. And that takes some, us to our next <laughs> criteria: <some> Hollywood <laughs> best titties. boobs. Yeah, those are Hollywood titties. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she gets the best boobs because she's the only one that actually shows her boobs in any of these fucking movies. Uh, <laughs> it would have been clearly <clears throat> double D to Dario if we would have been allowed that luxury, but no, <laughs> we, we couldn't have that. She was dissed and dismissed. You know, they're probably like, no, nah, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see your titties. We only want to see titties yeah. of pretty girls. We've seen your titties. We're not impressed. I can't even give an honorary worst character to any of the movies or any characters part two. I know it would be Chop Top for you, Urano, just oh, yeah. because of what you said. But I can't, like, I even like Rick the Prick because that stupid son of a bitch with those glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> get to the movie. No, the, uh, the, the 20, the, that main girl in the 2022 one, the one that was scared. Yes. For, that was. Yeah. That's so already, yeah, the final girl from the yes, that was uh, so there you go. Honorary worst character. Yeah, bad dude. 
Uh, speaking of that, Sally from the 2022 movie Ugh. could almost get on Ray yes, Ward's character because that. that fucking sucked. I'm such a badass. No, you're not that badass. <laughs> she, Sit down, bitch. She sits there for five minutes in that movie. Do you remember me, Leatherface? Do you remember what you did to me and Franklin? Talk to me. And then he just sits there and he's, he just reaches under the couch and pulls out the chainsaw yeah. and then fucking saws her. Like, finally, I get to <laughs> shut her up, <laughs> fulfill my fantasy. Um, <laughs> I can't. Um, how annoying is the Doom Prophet? Well, uh, I consider Lefty the Doom Prophet in part two because he's technically the one that tells, uh, you know, uh, Stretch, you know, that she should be concerned about these guys because, no, you know, everybody else. Because in the, in the course of the movie, like, he's the one that's like, nobody else believes in these fuckers. They're out there, yeah. you know. What, you know he, he even tells, wake up, sheeple. Well, not that, but he, he even tells her, like, hey, the cops are trying to ignore this. They're acting like they're all isolated incidents. And he, like this in the opening scene after that first murder, he's telling the the cops that show up, they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" He's like, "No," he says, "You guys are ignoring." You. And then one guy's, "I'm gonna kick you the fuck out." He's like, "Prove it." <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to give him an awesome rating as a doom prophet because he kicks ass. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> took it to him. Um, even though he did kind of almost doom stretch, but the doom prophets yeah. kind of do that. Well, he kind of he. He kind of gamed the system. He's like, this thing's going to collapse. Watch this. And this chainsaw their entire <laughs> <Yeah>. compound down. <laughs> You're rigging the game, sir. It doesn't work like that. Uh, dumbest decision, I guess, stretch pursuing the phone call in the first place. She could have just, like, let it be. I mean, but, you know, I kind of that's kind of good on her that she was actually willing to follow up on it. Well, you, that was kind um, of her character's, M, her character's M.O., though. She wanted to get into doing things yeah, like that. Yeah, she wanted to be, like, uh, much like uh, what we discussed last episode when we talked about the babysitter, Killer Queen, she wanted to be a news girl. <laughs> I would say almost true. the worst decision is that goddamn people letting that hitchhiker into that goddamn house. That was <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah. And, they try, about, and they tried to like was... make it right by saying, "Oh well, I'm gonna, I should sue you guys." Oh no, don't sue us. Yeah. We'll do whatever you want. Or another dumbest decision from part from 3D. It's uh, well, I know that you all done killed the mayor and done some bad oh, yeah. shit, and he's a cannibal. <laughs> but I'm just gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. You're ref- you're you're reformed. I trust you're reformed, you're, and, yeah. and you're and and you done it, cause so let's go. <laughs> oh, Tits McGee over there is gonna learn you right. I, I think I think honestly to give the sheriff his due, he gave her a hot pass. So he did. I, I can't blame him for that. He gave her a hot I can't pass. Can't blame him for that. You you she know what? Pretty good. Whenever she was in her goth mode at the beginning of the movie, okay, she did. So you know what I'm wondering is what kind of relationship she's going to be allowed to have in the future. What happens if she brings a guy home? I, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> is she allowed <laughs> like, to how do does that? that? Work out? Like, is he going to lose his I, shit? There was a couple of things in that movie that I did like regards to her, though, that they kind of set up the fact that she was making that artwork out of the bones, like meaning she kind of had it in her, like the Sawyer bullshit craziness, you know. Uh, they kind of hinted at that early on. And then, like, the when she killed the one guy that was, like, you know, that pressed the button that was, like, pulling, you know, Leatherface into that, you know, uh, grinder. Uh, when she killed him, she had this look that the Dario added this kind of like crazy look to her face or whatever, meaning that she, you know, it kind of hinting that she was going to be as batshit crazy as the rest of them. So I did like that touch from it a little bit. I'm sure you did. I don't know if that was actually her decision. I, I guarantee you the director was too stupid to actually ask her to do anything like that. So. <laughs> Um, anything else from these movies? Uh, go ahead and tell us how bad you hated part two since we're at it. Mm -hmm. Um, did we even discuss, I don't feel like we discussed whether I even liked part one. Well, I assumed you did because you were, had some glowing things to say about it, but what did you think about part one? Oh no, I liked it. I mean, I thought the kills were cool. (laughs) What? For sure. Um, I, and I, and I did like part two, just so we're being fair. I do like part two a lot. I just don't like Chop Top. That's the only thing I didn't like about the film. He's not supposed to be a likable character. I know. It doesn't have to. It, it, like, a, What's his name? She can't enjoy the humor from him. That was the problem. And that, that's what kills me because I'm like, he's one of the funniest I, things in the fucking it's movie. Not that I di- it's not that I didn't try. I just didn't like it because I was, I was, look at, I was fresh all off of. I, all I could think about 
when he was talking about the dent in his fucking metal thing on his head was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. When he's explaining, I can't go down the hill because this is plastic. If it gets dented, it ain't going to look this, right. You know, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I just I just was it just wasn't it wasn't sinking with me. So again, loved the kills in the film, you know, and where it was going. Obviously, wasn't no great storyline. Did enjoy some laughs over it and everything. I mean, but other than that, like I said, the only thing I didn't the only thing I say didn't like was Chop Top. If this gets dented, my hair ain't gonna look right. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not laugh? That that's like the first when he said that and he came out. I laughed so hard because the first thing I thought it was up. Christmas. Yeah, it's a metal plate in his head that's fucking shitty and scabbing over and infected. He wasn't convincing me. And he's scratching me. it with a coat hanger. He just wasn't. Con- I don't know. He, he was not resonating with me. He, he he was not convincing me that he was that serious about it or whatnot. And he wasn't. He wasn't scary that enough. serious about his teeth either. He had some serious hygiene issues. I'm sure. Well, he's eating the skin off of his head. So, again, I just. It's only the skin that's flaking off. You know, again, if that's the only thing I didn't like about that film. It's a big part of the film. I know, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Dog will hunt. (laughs) So, that being said, considering that he was a huge part of the film and I didn't like him that much, but I still said I liked the film. That's a big deal. Okay. Progress, people. I am making progress. You are making progress. I will. I'm happy that at least you, because as bad as you were dogging, I was like, Chop Top's like one of the main things in this movie. She's going to fucking dog this thing. <laughs> I was, the, the kills were brutal and they were just, some of them were stupid looking, but I still liked it. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> like, like a kid getting to watch, and I really was like a kid watching this film for the first time because it's the first time I've seen it. It's the first time I've been allowed to see this movie. What what do you mean allowed to? <laughs> because I don't have parents telling me you can't watch that. Because I, I mean I never had the, the. If you had told me anytime in the past, let's watch I this. I know I'd be that. Like, Fuck you, yeah, let's watch this. There's nothing that you don't allow me to do. It's not like that's a thing. But it's like I never watched this, so I just don't have the desire anymore. The only thing I don't allow you to do is stand up when you pee. You need to sit down in this house. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Those are my thoughts. Well, I mean, I I love part one for what it is, and, yeah. and part two for what it is, and they're told two, two totally different movies for two totally different. Like what, when I'm looking to watch a movie, like I, they're usually not one and the same. Although there's, like I said, there's enough of that dark humor that I can kind of get some of what I want out of part two from part one, just especially whenever, you know, Nubbins and Drayton start interacting with one another later in the movie. But like, um, Nubbins. but, but, but part two, definitely like, I'd only like, to be honest with you, like caught up with that one, like in, in total, I mean, I'd only saw bits and pieces prior to that, like in the last few years. And whenever I watched it and I I realized I was like, I really dig this movie for what, like the goofy shit that's going on in it. So I think I like the subtle humor a little more. Uh, I think it was just too in my face and I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm also was, I'm also horrible because I'm like, okay, where's the next kill? Where's the next kill? You know? (laughs) So there's that too. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell this in the trivia, but you know that scene where uh, Lefty kicks the wall and then all that shit falls oh, out? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Those were actual pig, you know, like Ugh. pig guts awful or whatever from like a local slaughterhouse. Yeah. It had been in that wall for a couple of days at high temperature, so it stunk <sighs> like shit. So when you see Lefty crinkle his nose up, that was Dennis Hopper actually doing that because that stuff stank to high heavens. I fucking love it. That was, I, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. Is That was an awesome scene. <laughs> they said uh, the guy who plays Drayton said that it was uh, to Hopper's uh, uh, ben, you know, benefit as an actor that he was able to hold it together and you know actually say the lines that he was supposed to say in that scene because they didn't expect, he didn't expect it to be quite that nasty when it came out of that wall the way it did. <laughs> yeah, again, like a kid, I was just like, Ugh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here, Noah? Uh, I'm a huge fan of both movies. The only, the only gripe I had was number one was a part when he, they're running through the brush and he's this 
I don't know what the fuck was going on that you couldn't just mangle through brush. It was those heels. Losing your balance. <laughs> I know. But Have it, you ever operated a chainsaw on heels? I liked how the movie was such a breakneck pace. Yeah. And it was good. The, the, the path, the story, where everything was happening was like, okay, cool. This is a good tangible storyline. It, I can, it's plausible. I can get behind it, except for the goddamn fucking brush. And the girl's running through it like it's nothing. And he has a chainsaw and he's a big dude. He should be either linebackering through that shit, like a fuck, or a nose guard just breaking the line, or that chainsaw should have been like a hot knife through butter. And like to see him get tangled up, yeah. it was just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Don't ruin the fucking movie doing shit like that well, well okay to be fair though but did you also notice am i the only one who noticed that sometimes it seemed like she was running in slow motion and not kind of felt that way it, it, it was like she, and, and it probably because she couldn't run because this was the part where she actually had hurt her foot and it's so like he had to kind of slow himself down so he wasn't right there so that had to be awkward to film. But that not really because he was outpacing her even in the in his scenario in real life. I'm aware of that. But because she was moving so slow with it not actually being slow motion, you could tell that he had to slow because he he had to be just right there, you know, in the film to where he wasn't quite getting her, but he was the, catching the up The problem her. is they spent too much time with her getting stuck in this brush when she was bearing It wasn't that. It. This was towards the... I, like, I know, more, but I'm talking about the parts where she got, like, stuck in the brush yeah. that was like oh dude like what are we doing at this part yeah it, well, it, they were hard to watch when she was being slow the only other thing that i could probably throw in there and this <laughs> this probably still won't help your head cannon for that scene but we never i mean leatherface being the big goofy kid that he is he he probably like pain probably scares him even though he dishes it out quite easily to yeah. other people and uh him running in the brush and getting like hurt by it i mean yeah. you know I, I mean, he he's it might cause him to slow down a little bit more than he would like. He wouldn't just barrel through it because he's actually getting hurt and he he tries to avoid pain. That could be because he's like a kid. Yeah, but they never really established that scenario. If they would have established a scenario with like something like that, I I give it tangible. But well, at the end of the movie though, he freaks out quite a bit whenever he actually saws himself. So yeah. they kind of yeah, lay into that. Well, that's a little, a little different story. I mean, you drop a chainsaw on your leg. That's kind of I know, I know. Yeah, I'm that's... just saying that you know he still freaks out. I mean, it's not like he's this just you know unbearable you know like he's invulnerable you know like guy who's just running around you know uh, taking hits left and right. It's not like they portrayed him in like 3D where he's actually sawing the fucking mask to his own face or whatever yeah. or whatever what, happened in I that mean, movie. I think it was. He's just a, he's a beast in the movie at every other scene, breaking through the door, chainsawing the shit out of the door, going through it, this hammering that one dude in the face at the like there's all these points where it shows him this fucking goddamn beast of of a person and then all of a sudden a couple fucking pieces of brush with the big ass fucking chainsaw is a little too much. It was just it it kind of the disconnect that but other than that, the movie itself, like I give it a super high review. It's just that that part's like, come on guys. Like you had so much you could have made happen. All you have to do is just show more scenes where she's hiding. It's pitch blackout. You can't see shit. It would have been really easy to to make her hide while he was trying to find her if you wanted to give the some breathing room in the chase. That's what I was thinking too, but that didn't happen. So I know yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just looking at it objectively. Other than that, like I said, the movie's awesome. Yeah, really a really nice another smooth transitioning La Arena into slashers. It's going really well, I would say. And I don't know how you're going to hate the next one because if you do, your kid's going to disown you. So. Oh my god, my kid will literally take a machete to me. <laughs> oh, we're doing night. We're doing uh, Friday thirteenth. Yes, because there is a Friday the thirteenth in January. So we're doing. I think there's two in in twenty twenty three. Is that correct? I don't remember. That, that's what you told me. I think one's like later in the year though. So. Yeah. So uh, we're doing like we're covering the first Reverend. How are we doing? I don't know how many movies I'm going to have to sit down, but it's it's at least up through five, if not six. So, I mean, like one through six, it's I mean, because there, there's a lot in that series. I mean, unfortunately, is, uh, there's at least is six. Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan is eight. I'm watching up to eight then I'm gonna binge watching with Benny. <laughs> October, actually, there's a Friday the 13th in October. So January and October, we're covering you know, as much as we can. I'm 
make no promises as to how many of these films I'm watching. So, man, <laughs> look at here's the thing: if you're going to watch them, you need to at least watch four because that's, I mean, by most people's reckoning, one of the better ones. Um, I, you still need. I mean, it'd be great if you could watch when he actually gets the hockey mask, though, in part three. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch. Part- I think I don't know. Uh, I'll have to consult with the expert. Benicio? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did we ask, what is his favorite one? The one with um, Corey Feldman. Which one is that one? I want to say it's four or three. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember. What's his favorite hero in it? It's the one he's always playing in the video game. There's a main hero that he's always... Oh, that's from, um, I think, five. I forgot. It's a... I know what you're talking about. It's the one where the girl's a psychic. I think that's five, isn't that? Uh, seven's one with a psychic. Yeah, that's the one. So the dude with that jean jacket. Yes. Yeah, and he, anytime he plays the Friday the 13th or the, yeah, Friday the 13th game, that's, I'm that guy, I'm that guy. Uh, Tommy Jarvis? Tom, Tommy. Yeah. I'm yeah, Tommy. Tommy's from part four and six, technically. He, he Yeah, he puts the chain. between. Yeah, he puts a chain on Jason, doesn't he, and pulls him back in the lake. Yeah, he was in. I, I want to say he comes back like a ghost or something like that in one of them, and he pulls him back down into the water. First appearance is one, Friday but... the 13th, the final chapter in 1984. And I don't know about anyone else listening to this podcast, but this is a spoiler alert. That was not the final chapter. <laughs> Uh, there's actually 12 movies if you include Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I do want to watch Freddy versus Jason, but that's going to have to be October. Yeah, I, I, well, I, it, it would be anyways. But, I mean, if we're doing like six and six, then that means that or, or, or if there, there's 12 total, including Freddy versus Jason, that means we're going to do one through six, which is fine because that's technically includes my two favorite movies of the entire series anyways, which is four and six. Okay, so, so here. I love part seven for what it is, but six is my favorite. Okay, so we have that. It's technically one, two. It we have two weeks. We're gonna have to do the full two weeks. You better get to watching. I know. Uh, yeah, for me to watch. I was six thinking films. that I would have to get started in on watching these pretty soon. So yeah, I have to record somewhere around the seventh or the eighth, um, which in January, in order for me to get it out. You know, on the ninth. Which would be the Monday, the... and then thirteenth would you know Friday the thirteenth. We gotta watch in a week. I want to get hella high when I watch these. Oh God! This is this is not that kind We're of podcast. Have, you have your own have podcast good, for that. It makes it scarier to me. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have some good discussions on this because there are some excellent side characters in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh mean, yeah, it... ton of storylines. <laughs> so. Uh, and and plenty of final girls to compare because there's like a I mean every movie's got a different one I, yeah you know and a litany of titties yeah that series definitely went that route you can't yeah. so. go camping and not see titties that's just the rule of thumb and just like in Freddy you can't go to sleep in your bed and not have titties that's what happens you have beds and camping that's like coincides with titties. <laughs> it does. Tell me it doesn't. You go camping. Right. You're not going to see titties? I don't see titties when uh, I go camping. I do. <laughs> Who the fuck are you seeing? No, really? <laughs> All right. Well. So that's that's what we got planned next. Any plugs for anything else before we get out of here? No, because he doesn't have his own podcast anymore. Uh, we're supposed to. We're, we're going to do one coming up uh, on the new year. We're going to revamp the channel. Oh, okay. Cool. So, cool. uh, you, are you going to do that on Rumble or are you going to bring it back to YouTube? Uh, we're going to be on Rumble and YouTube. It'll be Blue Collar okay. BS 2.0. <laughs> oh, where'd you guys come up with that? I really thought long and hard about what the name needs to yeah. be. And that's what it came up with. 2.0. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad there's a lot of meaning behind that, too. I yeah. mean, a lot of symbology there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and with that, peace be with you. And with your spirit. 